Friend, please help Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry by supporting the cost to produce Spirit-Filled Radio and Podcast for this current fiscal year. You can become a partner with Spirit-Filled Hearts by donating monthly. Your contributions make a difference in the lives of all those who listen to our radio shows and podcasts. Thank you for your support. Go to spiritfilledhearts.org and click on the donate button. That's spiritfilledhearts.org. to Praying for Priests and Families on Spirit-Filled Radio with your host, Kathleen Beckman. Kathleen is a Catholic evangelist, best-selling author, writer, speaker, and retreat director. She is also the president and co-founder of the International Apostolate Foundation of Prayer for Priests. On this program, we'll discuss topics that are rooted in faith and family. Let's get started. Here's Kathleen. Welcome to this week's program, Praying for Priests and Families, presented by Spirit-Filled Media. Uh, Welcome into the program. My name is Kathleen Beckman, and I'm here with Joan Patton and Katie Hughes, and we are going to have a conversation this week about spiritual fatherhood, specifically the spiritual fatherhood of St. Joseph, and an invitation to all you men out there to imitate St. Joseph's spiritual fatherhood of priests. And then we also want to talk a little bit about the adoration or a holy hour and encountering our Lord in that. Let's begin with a St. Joseph. This is being recorded in the year of St. Joseph. So we are blessed to have the church, the church is blessed to have a lot of spotlight on St. Joseph, our spiritual father. It's, it's a very timely initiative of the Holy Spirit. And I do want to mention that Spirit-Filled um, Hearts is Uh, sponsoring a wonderful event. And I'm going to ask Katie to share a little bit about that, if you would. Sure. Yes. Under the uh, mantle of St. Joseph in the year of St. Joseph, in a funny way, just as St. Joseph dreamt, so did uh, Deacon Steve Greco, the president of our ministry. And God gave him a dream to have a a worldwide virtual St. Joseph summit. And so we've invited about 40 plus um, speakers from all over, from laity to religious to priests and bishops and cardinals. And we're just entrusting this whole situation and this whole, our church under this mantle of St. Joseph to honor, to honor him that under his love and his uh, paternal love for the church and Jesus, that our church will be unified underneath his mantle of St. Joseph. So it will be at the end of September and the first few days of October. So September 30th to October 3rd, and it's virtual. So it's online and you can register for free at uh, St. Joseph, St. is spelled out, stjosephsummit.com. It's going to be a beautiful event. And I just love all of the wonderful evangelization on St. Joseph that we're hearing in this year of St. Joseph. And as I said, I'm grateful that the church has called it forth. It helped me to kind of rekindle my relationship with St. Joseph. What about you, Joan? I am so grateful for Pope Francis's document on 
which yes. is the year of St. Joseph, a father's heart. And he goes through all these different characteristics, a father who's courageously creative. I, that's my favorite one. <laughs> and I thought, okay, when St. Joseph was looking for a place for Mary to have a baby, he was courageously creative. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, otherwise in ordinary circumstances, you'd, you'd just say, no way, we're, we're not going to that stable. That is not going to work. And he was like, this, this, this is going to work. This, this is perfect. Um, <laughs> so just the characteristics um, that St. Joseph portrays to all men, priests and, and, and husbands and, and spouses alike. Absolutely. I think um, it's so necessary in a world of, I think a lot of people feel a sense of um, a lack or a loss of spiritual fatherhood. You know, that father figure that protects uh, the family, that protects the children and protects the flock. And we've kind of lost a sense of that, I think, due to the absence of many fathers. I mean, uh, statistically, we see that many families um, are, you know, they suffer the absence of a father being present to them. And so I think it also spiritually uh, reminds us that we have a need to be fathered by Abba Father. So this fatherhood of Jesus, we just think of the life of St. Joseph, how selfless. What I love about St. Joseph is he was able to die to self in uh, favor of something so much greater, a mystery so much greater than than he understood, and that how he embraced that care of the family. And so I think uh, the spiritual fatherhood, I mean, think of what Joseph, I mean, he was there, the child Jesus was you had to learn how to walk and talk and eat and be fed and all of that. And, and he taught him his trade. And and what a beautiful, what a beautiful uh, reality. 30 years of hidden life, you know, in Nazareth. And I think that speaks volumes to the importance of family life and the role of fatherhood. And so I think, uh, Katie, do you want to talk a little bit about fatherhood and and St. Joseph in your life, like your spiritual journey? Sure. Until like this year of St. Joseph, St. Joseph wasn't too much on my radar. I'd often see the statues and that's when I'm called to mind to think of St. Joseph and the simplicity of his life. And he teaches us to be simple and we can do great things being simple and cultivating a home for a family of love and strength and stability, this foundation of fatherhood is, like you said, is lacking. And um, I think we've just seen it over the years and the great need we have for St. Joseph. I'm still developing my relationship with St. Joseph, but he's been peppered throughout my life in funny little ways. I went to St. Joseph High School in Santa Maria And we had the Josephite fathers from England that were our priests there. Um, And and so I grew up with them. And they they were such a a beautiful example of fatherly love. I want to just call to mind a memory of Father Bede. He died about 20 years ago. But he was like grandpa. He was like the one that the children flocked to and gave everybody hugs and the children went running when he came out to the playground. And he had such a great enjoyment of seeing his little sheep coming to him. And just a lot of children right now probably aren't getting that kind of love because lives are pretty stressful. And so a priest 
who doesn't have that stress maybe of the family life as far as children and a wife, they have that ability to um, kind of like a grandfather does, right? He doesn't have that responsibility. He just has to have fun with them. <laughs> <laughs> and so maybe, you know, St. Joseph, he's kind of that way too. He's like, he's the spiritual father who um, is doting on us and loving us and um, just wants the best for us. And that's Jesus. And so, Jesus is his pride and joy, um, and he shares him with us in, in special ways. I kind of wish there was more in Scripture that told us more about <laughs> Joseph, you know. But I think it's it's wonderful to use our imagination and picture them. Like, I often picture the home in Nazareth um, and Jesus as a child and how they would have prayed. And, you know, I did a little research in the book. I speak about this. Um, and they said that, you know, Mary was well-schooled in the Scriptures so she would have definitely been praying the Psalms in their home. But, you know, how, how else did they pray? I've often thought about that. We know that they prayed, um, that Joseph was a man of prayer. And, you know, his role of fatherhood for priests is very important. And though I didn't write about it in the book, Praying for Priests, because at the time the initiative um, from the Vatican didn't mention spiritual fatherhood of priests. However, uh, we periodically, uh, the founder and co-founder, periodically go to Rome and we uh, will have an appointment at the Congregation for Clergy. And a few years ago, we had an appointment with, wasn't with the prefect, but... Um, with one of the archbishops, Patron Wong. And we said to him, I asked him, you know, how can the Foundation of Prayer for Priests, how can this, how can we serve this initiative? How can we magnify it? What else would you like us to do? And he said, don't forget about spiritual fatherhood. And I said, but that's not in your original initiative. And he said, but it's time has come that priests really need, priests and seminarians really need the experience of spiritual fatherhood. And he said, and the other thing I want to encourage um, the foundation to do is ministry to families, to encourage families from, you know, the youngest children to begin to pray for vocations and to pray for the holy priests. And so, you know, it just, he was really putting a spotlight on this spiritual fatherhood of priests. And Working with seminarians and priests, I do know, I was thinking about, well, who is their spiritual fathers? Well, we have, you know, we have the Sarah Club for for vocations. We also have the Knights of Columbus have been really good spiritual fathers for priests. But, you know, it's an invitation for all of you who are listening, you men out there, to consider um, spiritual fatherhood and your uh, vocation within a vocation to be a spiritual father. And I think that's something that, it's time has come, and it's worthy of some exploration of what does that mean. I know some wonderful spiritual fathers who uh, make a point of bringing books, and like you know, I think of them as spiritual food to the seminarians or to the priests, and obviously they become very powerful intercessors. And I think the the presence of a good uh, layman really uh, in the life of a priest becomes just a pure gift. Um, and I think there's something very important about that. For those of you who may be just tuning in, you're listening to Spirit-Filled Radio, and this is the program Praying for Priests and Families, Praying for the Holiness of Priests and Families, and you're listening to Kathleen Beckman here with uh, Joan Patton and Katie Hughes. So Joan, I'm going to ask you, why do you think that the Vatican is now uh, asking for this spiritual fatherhood of priests? Mm. 
Well, one guess would be because there's an attack on fatherhood. Mm. Um, physical fatherhood, spiritual fatherhood, um, our, our priests, once again, it's an attack on the human person, which, you know, the enemy <laughs> does not like human people who are made right. in the image and likeness of God and, and the vocations entrusted to us. So we shouldn't be surprised by this, but we can see that it is true. And what makes a person a, a father? A father is someone who, as you said, protects, provides, and establishes mm-hmm. um, in, in all the vocations of fatherhood, spiritual, um, physical. And so to look at how we see that alive in, in our priests, that priests protect us from evil. They, they provide us with spiritual nourishment um, and counsel and Jesus, um, and they establish us as a body of Christ in the church. And so that, that those, all those things are places for us to receive from. And men who are called to, to be married, to be fathers, but also spiritual fathers in one way or another, are also meant to establish that identity, to support one another in that. And we can see that throughout the life and the history of the saints in the church, that we have men who are, who are striving together, who are supporting one another as, as brothers, um, as companions in the Lord. And so we, we can see that need as well. And I think St. Joseph serves as a beautiful model of that. And perhaps it is timely of the Holy Spirit that this is a year of St. Joseph, that St. Joseph shows us a spiritual fatherhood that no one else has ever experienced. <laughs> and it's so clear that he was called to this very specific vocation um, to be the foster father of Jesus. And I think it's also beautiful to see how these vocations intertwine, you know, that priests can encourage men to be good fathers to their children in their homes, to be good spouses um, to their wives. And married men can in, encourage priests to be good spiritual fathers where they're at. And so that's not this silo static vocations that we all just living the, our own thing and you can't relate to me because you're not married. Not at all. Because right. the sacrifice that goes underneath <laughs> all of those choices, all of those ways that they're called to live out their fatherhood, um, spiritual, physical, um, is very much the same because it's motivated by love. Right. Absolutely. That is so beautiful. I think um, you're absolutely right. I love what you said about the really the way there there's this kind of a a movement that interaction of between the the lay faithful, you know, the the male, the father, and our priests. So I think that's a, a very important reminder of that interaction of of love. And I think they can call each other. I mean, men have a way about, because I grew up with four younger brothers, okay? Mm. And I have two sons. So I don't have any daughters and I didn't grow up with any sisters. So I relate well to (laughs) the way that men work together, okay? Or fight together. And so um, they have a way of calling forth, you know, their manliness, if you will, you know, that which is really a strength, the strength of manhood. And uh, so I think that, you know, while while I'm thinking of, uh, I know some spiritual mothers are really fierce. Uh, we think of St. Catherine of Siena. She was a pretty fierce spiritual mother, you know, calling forth um, the the Pope to follow through with what he was called to do. But, um, you know, there's a time for tenderness and there's a time for that fierceness. And I think both spiritual mothers and spiritual fathers can act in that way with our, with our priests. So I think, uh, Katie, do you have any experiences, like uh, any priests that you know that would have have had a wonderful influence by a spiritual father or St. Joseph? Well, yes, um, there's quite a few, but one in particular, I think of uh, Father Augustine Puckner. Uh (laughs) And um, seeing his ministry of how he is a father of humility, 
He's a priest who's humble, but he exemplifies humility in a beautiful way and love and patience with everyone. I mean, you can come in pretty hot with like, Father, these problems and blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, he just has a way of being quiet and bringing down the tone for me or for anyone else. And you just feel peace. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know that's part of that is the peace of um, St. Joseph and how he cultivates the priesthood through his own role model as a father to the high priest, Jesus. He set the standard for raising up the priesthood, raising up priests in the world as far as that gift of humility and love and patience. And so when I need someone to help ground me, I don't even have to go talk to Father Augustine. I just have to, I just think about what is his response like? How does he handle these situations? Wow. So it's just kind of like, I just know he's, he's like a, a fatherly person in, in my life that um, just is stable. Wow, we need that. That's those stable fathers, and Saint Joseph was that. So I know the father, Saint Joseph, his mantle is over the priesthood in a very special way in cultivating priests to be humble. Yeah, and you know he's um, he's a beautiful icon of, of Father Abba of the mm-hmm. eternal father that we have, and and that's really the father that we need. And then Saint Joseph is just you know extension of that fatherly heart. I mean, think of that the heart of the father for his beloved son, the incarnate word now is this infant and he entrusts this greatest gift of his heart, of his father's heart to St. Joseph, a a mere human being, you know, and, um, and he wasn't immaculately conceived. He, he was like you and I, right. And he, so he had his own struggles, but I'm sure was just flooded with grace upon grace. And, and, uh, so I think that the father entrusted his most precious gift to St. Joseph, and then that really teaches us of the father's heart of wanting to give us the gift, the gift of love, because the son, God is love, and, and the gift of love, the gift of salvation. And I can relate very well to this fatherhood because I have a a father that amazes me. I mean, he's, he's just always uh, so giving and and affirming and it has made all the difference in my life and recently my father came and gave a very undeserved gift to me and um and honored me in a way that was surprising and undeserved and immediately like the holy spirit reminded me that that was just a little tiny example of abba father's love mm-hmm. you know if we've ever felt the tenderness of our own fathers or a priest's tenderness for our soul and, you know, paternity for our soul, that it's just a reflection of the father's heart. And so I think that sometimes if I look over my spiritual life, uh, and I'm a grandmother now, so it's been a long haul here, um, (laughs) you know, I I wasn't always in close relationship with Abba Father. It was, it's been very Christocentric and Marian and mostly Christocentric, but it was, I saw a movie, the gospel of John, which was the verbatim enactment of the gospel of John. And what amazed me was Jesus was always 
loving his father, trying to teach about his father, trying to show his father to the apostles and the disciples, sometimes to his frustration. You know, if you see me, you see the father. And they wanted to know about this father. And he was, he just was always about the father. He would go away to commune with the father. Um, And I thought, I don't love the father in the same way that Jesus loves him. And so I had to pray you know, please, Jesus, give me a love for your father the way that you love him. And then I, you know, that that love of the eternal father began to grow in me. Can you comment about that? Yes. Actually, I was just thinking, but there are people who don't have that experience, <laughs> you know, either like they they did not have a very good father figure in their That's life right. growing up. I'm sure priest as well. Um, I used to help with a confirmation program and at a confirmation retreat, the students were asked to write letters to their parents, thanking them for the, their journey of faith. And and um, I, I was in charge of the students. So I was just watching, making sure they're all okay. And I noticed at one point somebody was missing, um, which was my greatest fear. I'm going to mm. lose one of them. And <laughs> so we sent out a search party at this retreat center. And we're looking for this kid, this kid. We found him in the dark, crying you know, just against the side of a building and asked him what's wrong. And he did not have a dad. He was living with another student's family. And this woman was also separated from her husband. So he he had no parents taking care of him. And he was living with another family with only a mother. And and so that was so hard. Mm. Um, And in that moment, you know, all I could offer him was God is your father and he wants to be with you and you can write a letter to him and um, and that he's always been with you and just to pray that he could receive that. And so for, for all to encourage um, in all vocations, you know, we want to, to live that image of the father and, and bring that to others, but to know that the Lord is the one who, who we draw from, right? We don't, we don't take the place of the father. And so, but it does influence people's perception of the father. And so to pray for that healing where, where perhaps it was lacking, um, but to pray for a new experience of that, that could start right now to pray for a new living experience of the father's love for, for you, especially where you think, well, I didn't have that. Well, the Lord wants to give it to you today. I mean, we can ask, we can intercede, we can pray for those who don't have that in their lives once again, so they can they can be brought back to the Father, and that was at, that was at the heart of Jesus's mission um, was to reveal the Father to us, as you're saying, um, and so to know that this is Jesus's desire for you. Absolutely, and and you're so right to say that. I think there's a there's a vast uh, number of people, unfortunately, who have not had a good experience of of fatherhood. And the apostolate uh, that I serve in in the church for the last 15 years is the apostolate of um, deliverance, uh, healing, and exorcism. And in many of the people who are petitioning who come and they need the priest for a deliverance ministry in minor or major exorcism, you know, it's very much like a medical model where they take the history. Like when you go to the doctor, they take your history of, you know, uh, what, what's what been going on throughout your life. And so what they're, they brought you to this point where you have an illness that needs tending to. It's very much like that in that ministry. And so in their history, we see their family history. And, you know, it's very often that there's a real absence of the father. And so there is this father wound. And, you know, I do a lot of retreat work, and I think men and women can experience that father wound. But I would think that in this year of St. Joseph, in this year where Joseph is just really just like where the whole church is looking to Joseph to just, uh, you know, open his heart and just pour blessing and protection that that his 
heart would really be pouring forth healing graces for those who have this father wound Mm -hmm. that, you know, by looking to St. Joseph um, and he will, he will take you right to the, to Jesus or right to the heart of the father. And I think that that might be one of the graces of this year of St. Joseph. What do you think, Katie? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about kind of where our church is right now and how the leadership of our church needs this father, St. Joseph is he's like the face and the embodiment of God the Father in a special way. I'm not saying that he's divine in any way, but that he chose St. Joseph and created him to be that perfect father as much as possible without being divine for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And um, he knows, in a special way, knows the Father's heart. To For him to be this great intercessor for the church, this father of the church in a very special way. And I think we're all looking for that role model. Priests are looking for it. The church is looking for it. These bishops and cardinals, Pope Francis, we're looking for this perfect father to help us get back on track. Mm -hmm. And despite everything that's going on, he has a special gift. I think he has to give to us this year. And I pray it's just the beginning of our devotion to St. Joseph, that this is just a catalyst. This is just a year of like really launching the church into like getting under St. Joseph and moving forward and being victorious against all of the things going against us, that the church will rally underneath and be unified again. Absolutely. And one of my favorite titles of St. Joseph, I think because of the ministry that I'm involved in, is Joseph, Terror of Demons. And um, some people are really jarred by that, like, why? How does that happen? But you think of how he protected the Holy Family, you know, in, in the flight to Egypt when when the Lord was, the little baby was, Christ was being threatened by Herod, and and the way that he took Mary in, you know, in, under those circumstances, he's just... I think that like in spiritual battles, what I've seen is that the virtues of St. Joseph are terrifying to the to the evil spirits. I mean, those virtues, of especially purity and that docility, obedience, um, that, that protection, just the love, the standard of his love really does overcome evil spirits. Um, they're, they're terrified of that. And so I think that it is just so timely. And I, I just want to encourage any man that is listening that you would really ask for the fruitfulness of this year of St. Joseph and try to enter more deeply into this vocation of spiritual fatherhood of souls in general, but in particularly spiritual fatherhood of priests. I know uh, many priests who have whose, I think, fruitfulness in their ministry is very much related to the way that they've experienced spiritual fatherhood. And so it's it's a calling, and it's a beautiful calling, and it's an invitation to be a man of prayer. And um, the beautiful virtues of St. Joseph beckon, I think, all men to a standard that let's go higher. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Let's go higher, right? The encouragement, though, as you said, that Joseph was not divine. He was right. only human. And so mm-hmm. it, he's someone you can approach. He is someone to recognize that he struggled, but he discerned. And I, I think that's one of my favorite things about him is that he was a man of discernment. Mm. He was able to distinguish in these dreams, 
I need to go now. Uh, and right. so, because we can look at, you know, you don't know what to do, priests and, and husbands, but to know that we can trust, we can pray, we can ask the Lord and he will lead. Absolutely. That's a beautiful, I love that. Well, maybe we can end uh, this week's program with uh, asking St. Joseph, prayer to St. Joseph. So in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. St. Joseph, we turn to you and we ask you to continue to open up your a fatherly heart and um, your mantle of protection, that beautiful cloak of yours, uh, to wrap it around the entire body of Christ. And as you embrace the church in this year that we've dedicated to you, St. Joseph, I ask that, you know, there'd be healing graces and, and every grace that is needed by uh, the church, especially the hierarchy and the priesthood and uh, families, that you would come and be present to them and mentor us um, in the way of holiness. And we confide this uh, prayer to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Amen. You've been listening to Praying for Priests and Families here on Spirit-Filled Radio with host, author, speaker, and retreat director Kathleen Beckman. If you'd like to find out more about her ministry on Praying for Priests and Families, reach out to us online at spiritfilledmedia.org. That's spiritfilledmedia.org. And be sure to download our Spirit-Filled Radio app. Until next time, praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. Come, Holy Spirit, overshadow me. You are listening to the Spirit-Filled Radio Network, where the Bible comes to life. for listening to Spiritfield Radio. I'm Alexis Walkenstein. If you've been enjoying what you've been hearing on internet radio, we have something for you. You do not want to miss the St. Joseph Summit coming up this fall. It's all virtual. That means it's all online. You don't even need to leave your living room. Join the leading voices in Catholicism who are going to unpack the great mysteries and devotion of St. Joseph and why he's important to your life and mine. This is your invitation. Don't miss it. RSVP by visiting stjosephsummit.com today. Spell out Saint September 30th to October 3rd. Save the date. Tell a friend. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please consider supporting Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry with a one-time or monthly gift. Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. We are only funded by generous donors who believe in our mission to evangelize.